In this podcast, Pam Labranchik talks to Robin Ward, the Executive Dean of the Faculty of Medicine and Health at the University of Sydney. What made you decide to study medicine? I studied medicine a long time ago now, and it's hard to remember exactly what motivated me to study medicine. I think the things that were in my mind when I was thinking about medicine was that it was a career that would help people, that I recognised that health was something that was very precious in people's lives, and I saw some of the impact of ill health on people's productivity and their chances of succeeding and the impact that had on their families. So I thought engaging in a profession where you could actually make people well just gave them license to do all sorts of other things in their life. And so it had an enormous value to society um, of studying medicine and and engaging in that as a profession. So that's probably the thinking I had, but I don't know. It was a long, long time ago and I can't remember exactly. And academia? What attracted you to academia? I went into academia really by accident entirely. I was working predominantly in medicine, full-time medicine, as a junior doctor. And my boss said to me, well, why don't I do a PhD? And he was working in the transplant area. And I thought it was um, really academia was something that was pretty slack. And so I was thinking, (laughs) logically, this would be a good break. So I won a scholarship and then studied in research in the area that he was really interested in, which was a really exciting area of research at that time. And I sort of got the bug that research was really exciting. So for many years, I tried to combine research and my clinical work, really trying to do full-time roles in both. And then just in more recent years, I've sort of gone full-time into academia whereas in the past I was really a clinical medicine doctor and I was doing research on the side so I guess I was a sort of a poor man's academic and then I decided to sort of switch when I got a chance to do some leadership roles in academia and once again sort of look at how we could get people engaged from medicine into academic life because research makes a huge difference to research itself Um, and also to medicine and all the health disciplines. What do you find to be the most rewarding part of your current position? Most of my job is pretty hard, actually. And so I think it's about people, again, seeing people succeed, helping people get ahead, helping people find their way and find out what they're going to be really good at and helping them get to that position. A lot of that comes from very indirect means. Sometimes you get the chance directly to interact with someone, but sometimes you see sort of structural barriers in the road of students or in academics or others who are aspiring to do new things. And when you're in a position of leadership, you have a huge opportunity to sort of systematically change things so that a lot of people get a lot of benefit. And they may not directly know that it was something that you did, but it is enormously rewarding when you see these are the things I've done and as a consequence these students are now able to do this or there's a new opportunity that they never had before. Um, That's really rewarding. What do you think are the challenges and opportunities for the faculty and the university in the next five years? For the Faculty of Medicine and Health, which I lead here at the University of Sydney, the real challenge we've got is we're a new faculty. We've come from all the separate health areas and health disciplines to one faculty. And I think one of our biggest challenges is to walk the talk. And by that I mean is really embrace modern day healthcare, try and stay ahead of the game and work out how we as health professionals and academics are going to work together to make and shape healthcare into the future. And I think society uh, relies a lot on academic organisations 
to try and think ahead and set the pace and work out how we should be playing in the healthcare space. When you're in clinical practice, very, very busy every single day, you don't have a moment to think about what should we be doing to prepare ourselves for the next decade. And so this is what I think will be one of the challenges of the faculty is to think back and think on what we're going to do to make a difference. The opportunities are enormous. If we can make and reshape healthcare, then we have an amazing opportunity to influence the outcomes of people in the community and in hospitals. Uh, when they see a health professional it might look nothing like what we know of today and we could be the people who actually make that happen. And university-wide what do you think the challenges are? There's a lot of challenges in the university sector. Some of them relate to the fact that we're now operating in an environment where evidence is less well respected than it was in the past. I'm not saying that an individual authority on something is the final say but I think it's much more democratised knowledge and that's not a bad thing in the sense we want lots of people to have knowledge but I think there's often a less in-depth understanding of things and that makes it very difficult for the community to see well what's the value of a university if everyone knows these things from social media or what's the additional value that someone in a university could have who's been studying this for 30 years and has actually really got to understand all the things that have gone wrong with various great ideas in the past and has the scientific skills to actually go back and really help people come up with the right answers to really vexing problems. That's a big challenge in the university sector now is don't think university education is as well appreciated and regarded as perhaps it was years ago. But on the other hand, that's a moment in time and universities have lasted a very long time. So I don't see that that's going to change over the longer term. I think this might be an inflection point where people are really a bit uncertain about everything and hence universities might be just part of that problem at the moment. How do you see digital health changing the academic landscape? Digital health is not going to just change the academic landscape. I think it's it's going to have a huge impact on where we work, which is mostly in the healthcare sector. And the impact of digital in that environment is really transformative. The challenge is, or potentially transformative, I should say, because although we're doing lots of stuff digitally, it isn't on the same level of sophistication as what we're used to when we're using iPhones or how we work in our day-to-day life. It's taking a lot more effort to get a lot of that digital technology available in universities and in hospitals. And that's partly because of some of the privacy concerns, legislative concerns. There's a whole raft of barriers that exist in universities and hospitals that don't exist when you're dealing with, you know, your home affairs. And we have to take a whole lot more care with digital. It's got huge opportunities, but then also huge opportunities for misuse and maluse and mistakes to be made. So it's like any new technology. It's not not all that easy to take it up into the system. And the huge opportunities for the positive, what do you see those as being? The opportunities for the positive are really speeding up a lot of what we do. So being able to crunch large amounts of data and understand whether there's a potential hypothesis there or you've determined that something is now really likely to cause this disease or be responsible for that sort of illness, that's a huge opportunity. The other big opportunities, of course, students and healthcare providers and academics have at their 
fingertips a lot of information they never had before. And that's empowering to have all that information. It's also a big responsibility. Who has inspired you most in your career? I don't think there's any particular individual that I can think of that has inspired me. I would say that lots of my patients were very inspirational in the sense that I'm a cancer doctor, so I saw, you know, I had a lot of contact with people who are obviously going through a really tough time in their life, and that's often very motivating to see people you know, having to struggle with these things and maybe think, well, maybe I can't help that person, but it would be really neat if I could do something that might help the next time I see someone. I think students are always inspiring, bright students wanting to basically change the world. You can't help but get inspired by them. So there's lots of groups of people that inspire inspire you every day. So what is your advice to aspiring leaders? It's an interesting question, aspiring leaders. You know, I would say just do it, I think, because a lot of people wait for permission or to be asked but being a leader is just go step up and do it so if you want to change the world or even change your own environment or do something differently you've just got to do it Um, don't wait to be asked don't wait to get a tap on the shoulder or permission just put yourself out there and try and make a difference